Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. And it's, a, it's an episode that is quickly changing as the news keeps on breaking every five seconds is what it feels like. I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams. Once again, everybody, thank you for the last three years. We're doing our annual viewer appreciation show tonight. There's my banner. And, of course, the man who texted me the information breaking the news about Alexei Lafreniere re-signing with the New York Rangers, Mr. John Volkowski. Big day for the New York Rangers and Toronto Maple Leafs, but um, just wanted to uh, send my condolences and just remember Terry Funk, the hardcore legend. Um, any wrestling fan knows Terry Funk. Um, even if you not even a big wrestling fan, you, you've probably seen him in Roadhouse. He was one of uh, Brad Wesley's guys in Roadhouse. Um, just a, a very influential wrestler, um, one of the greatest of all time. Sad day, huge loss for the wrestling world. We miss you, Terry, and thank you for everything you gave us over a career of six decades. Just incredible. Truly one of the greats. Yeah, uh, John uh, John D. Lee just texted me about that before. And, of course, the man who was looking to see whether or not he might have an 88 jersey available Mr. Anthony Loraco. If I should, if I have a what jersey available? 88. Patrick Kane was rumored. That's also part of the. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't put it together. I didn't put it together at first. Um, I mean, you, you yeah. only wrote the article. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, uh, yeah, some news coming down today. You know, training camps less than a month away. Yeah. Um, so hockey season's slowly, slowly approaching, and uh, uh, I'm excited for it. So let's let's get it going here. Yeah, there was a tweet, I think, put out by the NHL last night that a month from yesterday is spring training – or, sorry, the, uh, the preseason games are opening up. So it's even less than that. We're going to have rookie camps coming up before we even know it, maybe even some rookie games that you will be able to watch on YouTube. And then the next thing you know, training camps and then everything else that's going on. So that's why going to the A block right now that we've got a lot to talk about, not just with the New York Rangers. Everybody, make sure you're hitting that like button and don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Something I do not say enough as a YouTuber, but we got a lot of news to break down that goes with Elias Patterson and oh, oh, yeah, well. Uh, Ranger Central, that's Core's new name. Also check him out. This is also our uh, subscriber appreciation show. We're going to be giving away a lot of stuff today. So everybody uh, just keep watching. And the A Block is powered by SeatGeek. Use the promo code BigAppleHockey for $20 off your first order. Let's get down to business right away, guys. Austin Matthews, $13.25 million extension. Mustache man. Four years. Yeah, the mustache man. Staying in Toronto. Phil, let's just jump right into this. What's your thoughts on this extension? Pretty much what's expected. Um, I, I mean, I don't like the years for Toronto because, I mean, you'd want to lock him up, obviously, for longer. But, I mean, a $13.25 million AAV seems about what they were going to do. It's kind of like how in football the next quarterback gets the uh, the highest, uh, highest AAV in, in terms of contract. And then, you know, Austin Matthews comes in. He's a, he's a one-time Hart Trophy winner. Rocket Richard winner, scored 60 goals in a season. 
He's one of, I would say, the five best players in the NHL, regardless of position right now. So, I mean, he's deserving of the AAV. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Connor McDavid now gets on his next contract, considering that Matthews was the first to break 13. But, um, yeah, Austin Matthews definitely deserves this. I don't think there's a, a, a shadow of a doubt as to whether or not he deserves that AAV, that figure. I know people are going to say, oh, well, McDavid only got 12.5. Well, McDavid got 12.5 a few years back now. I mean, that, that that contract was, what, signed five years ago or something? I think it was 2018 when that contract was signed. And, I mean, it, it's 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 long overdue for Matthews. I'm surprised that it got to this point. I figured that Toronto would do everything they could to even not even get to this point in time with it and having to go to this type of contract. But here we are. But Toronto, he's not leaving anytime soon. Um We'll have to revisit this in another three years and see where he's at at that point and see whether or not he wants to stay in Toronto, provided what happens with everything there. But uh, Toronto got their man. They got their man back, um, and now they can look forward to building around everybody else. Now it's just going to be interesting to see what happens with William Nylander because, you know, William Nylander was looking to see if uh, anyone was going to take anything less to stay in Toronto, and – there you go. That was your next segment. I didn't even know it. So <laughs> what does it mean for William Nylander? Well, I've already started explaining it. William Nylander's comments were that he wanted to see if anybody was going to take any less to make this whole thing work in Toronto. And it doesn't appear that Austin Matthews did. So I'd imagine that William Nylander's contract talks are going to be pretty tough for Toronto. Anthony, start with Matthews. Um, yeah, not, not a shock about what the AAV was. Um, I'm not shocked about the term either. Cause I, I you know, there were kind of whispers that Matthews didn't, wasn't going to sign a eight, you know, a, a long-term deal, like seven, eight years. He wanted to go shorter term. Um, you know, for me, I, I don't know, not to get look too far ahead, but as a Maple Leaf fan, I mean, you're pumped right now that Matthews resigned, but then also you have it in your head, like, well, you know, how come he didn't sign for eight years like everybody else does? You know, Sebastian Ajo resigned eight years. You know, Elias Sorokin resigned eight years. You know, a lot of these guys that re-up their teams to make eight-year commitments, um, Austin Matthews did not do that. Um, you know, so – and there was a tweet, actually, right after he signed. I don't know who it was, but it uh, it said that uh, Austin Matthews is going to make $113 million career earnings by the time he's 31 years old. Um and that's disgusting because when his contract expires and he's 31, he's going to be set up to sign another, you know, depending on how he's playing at that point, another six-year deal and another crazy high AAV. So, um, you know, this, this this deal right here leaves Matthews with the flexibility of where he could still earn another large payday, uh, possibly with a, you know, team outside of the Canadian market. But, um, you know, for now, the Maple Leafs, you know, kept an elite player in the league. Uh, they paid they paid handsomely to do it, but that's what it was going to take. So, um, you know, good for the Maple Leafs and good on Austin Matthews for really controlling his future here with this deal. Um, as for William Nylander, as, as Phil touched on about Nylander, was kind of looking or, or said he wasn't going to take a discount if nobody else did. Um, and then... Uh, today, and Mark, as I mentioned to you before he went on air, before Phil got on, but I saw on Twitter that Elliot Freeman, I guess, is overseas right now, and he sat down with a bunch of, like, 
European players, Barkov, Stutzla, um, and William Nylander was one of them. And Nylander was quoted as saying that, you know, he's he's not sure why everyone's making such a big deal about his contract. They have, you know, they have a year to figure it out um, and that he loves Toronto. And while that may be true um, about loving Toronto, I, I don't know if Toronto can realistically keep him because – Let's let's face it. He saw he saw what what Marner makes. He saw what Tavares makes. He now sees what Austin Matthews makes. As it is, he already believes he's a ten million dollar player. If he has another really good year, who knows? Maybe he X's for more. And you know, can the Maple Leafs really you know realistically do that? Uh, you, now you have Matthews at thirteen and a quarter, Marner and Tavares both over eleven. Uh, can you pay Nylander ten and a half million? I mean, I don't know. The cap is supposed to go up. Um, you know, um, more than a million. Uh, so that might help a little bit, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see it being, uh, you know, <clears throat> a good financial investment for the Maple Leafs to, to sign Nylander for that much money when you have those other guys. Now, if there was a way they could find a way to, you know, sh- uh, shed Tavares's contract, then, you know, maybe that changes things, but I don't really see that happening. So, um, and the other side of the coin here, Mark, before turning it over to Mariota there, uh, the the Maple Leafs are in, a, are in a situation that they're expecting to tend to have a cup. So, yes, they may not want to lose Nylander for nothing, even if they know they're not going to be able to re-sign him. Um, but at the same time, if you trade William Nylander right now, boys, you could get you could get a lot in return. You you could get a you could get a piece that you that you need desperately on defense. Like, they, you know, they can, I always reference it. They can make a Hall for Larson type trade, one for one, you know, get trade Nylander for, for a young defenseman that can help them out. Um, or if they didn't want to do that, they could trade Nylander for, you know, uh, multiple pieces, you know, uh, get just overall better depth. So there's a lot of things they can go with it if they wanted to move him. But um, that's what I think they should do. But I don't, I don't think they're going to. There is so much to break down with this. I guess first we'll have to start with the Austin Matthews extension. That this is great. Austin Matthews, perfect job negotiating these last two contracts. Um, I, you know, he deserves to be paid this much. Does he deserve more than McDavid? That's a different question. But for the Leafs, you got to pay him his market value. He's coming up. And then, yeah, that's where the guy gets the money. It's always the next guy that gets the money. That's why sometimes the long-term contracts don't exactly reflect what a player is worth. Because, yeah, uh, Connor McDavid's worth more than $12.5 million. I still wouldn't have given him that contract coming midway through his ELC like uh, Peter Shirelli did. But whatever. I mean, that's a different story. He is worth it, though. I, I have to admit that. Going back to this. Everybody said before, Kyle Dubas has made a huge error by signing Matthews basically to the point where he could walk out the door for nothing. And now you know exactly why Matthews did this, because he had the leverage to get the money, and he got the money. He got paid is the best way to say it. If you say any way but paid, yeah, then you're not you're grossly underestimating how much he's he was getting paid. So I can't do that all show. It's not going to really work for me. I'm going to go back to just saying the word paid. Anyway, um, what this means for William Nylander, first off, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but the Vegas Golden Knights became the first team with a $10 million player 
on as, as a contract to win a Stanley Cup, right? Jack Eichel. Uh, yeah, Jack Eichel. Other than that, I don't know if a $10 million player has won a Stanley Cup. Never mind, can you stack a team with four of these guys? I don't think you could do that. So In even salary if, cap era, yeah, I don't think there's any team that's won. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, and we know the New York Rangers want to do it. They got a guy that's making over $11 million. That's not good. So if we're just, I just set the bar at 10. There, and one. there's a lot of guys that are making a little bit more than 10. But there's, um, this is this is not good for William Nylander because I can't help but point out and say, you think you're going to win it with four guys that are making over $10 million? That's not going to happen. Uh, in this case, Anthony's right. You got to start packing your bags, kid, and start looking for apartments and places because they're they're going to ship you out. And this would be a golden opportunity. I, I think they could. I think they could. They might not. He's a good. He's a good player. Good teammate. Everything else. But also, if he's not willing to take a page a pay cut, if he's going to try to say he's worth as much as Tavares, then they they might have no choice. Brad Free Living isn't wedded to these guys as the way Kyle Dubas might have been. But this is, and, and Anthony, you said it best. This is a golden opportunity for Toronto to restock the cupboard, to get extra help. Maybe a Ryan Johansson for Seth Jones type of trade where you address a need and then you get something and uh, plug a huge hole. Now, I what like this comment Going here up. from Pete. I, I, I agree. I wonder if maybe... Toronto could try to get Rasmus Anderson from the Flames for William Nylander. Because Not I, no out of him? I, I, no, I, I like Rasmus Anderson as a better idea for them. Uh, Noah Hannafin, to me, seems like a, a good second-pairing, top-four defenseman type. Rasmus Anderson, to me, seems like he could be a top-pairing offensive guy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't see a big, great two-way defender there for them. Um, I don't think Uyghur would nearly be enough for Nylander. And I think Anderson for, for Nylander would be a better fit for both sides. So if, if they if they can mo- make a deal like that, something with that as like the core basis of a trade, then yeah, I, I would I, I think this would be a real good idea for both teams. So so th- Toronto right now with with Muzzin and Murray on LTIR already. Um they they're still over the cap by two point nine million. So are you looking on cap they, friendly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, they started doing candidates for that LTIR instead of like having them actually on there because LTIR is not active in the off season. Yeah, I know that's that's what you got to go to. You got to go to armchair GM and select this coming season, and it simulates as being in season, and it gives you the true. The, the true deficit of what they're looking at right now. They're still over the cap by 2.9 million. Yeah. With, they, with they, they, you see, if you Murray. see it underneath it, it says preseason LTR, LTIR candidate estimates. Yeah. 2.2.9 or 2,943,950. Yeah. So they, they still have to, they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to, you know, send someone down to the miners to, to help chip away at that. Whether it be Lafferty at one point one, or uh, and go with twelve forwards, and then send down a Connor Timmins at one point one, and have just twelve forwards and sixty, 
have a bare bones roster. But so the, the I guess the point to that is yes, trading Nylander right now solves their solves their cap issues, you know, by a lot because that's that's a lot of money going out the door. But I I just don't I don't think they're gonna do it. I I, I don't think they're gonna trade him right, right now. Right now, no, they're not going to. I don't see no. it. But this this would be a golden opportunity for them yeah, to. It, it would because I, I think th- this is the time that they're going to get the most for William Nylander if they do it. Well, that was the breaking news that just happened just a few minutes ago. We're going to talk more about Austin Matthews in a moment and how good of a season he might potentially have. Because an hour ago, we got this news that the New York Rangers re-sign Alexei Lafreniere to a two-year $2.3 million. I think it's like 2.325, I think it is, in actuality or something, uh, million-dollar AAV. It's, yeah, so, 2325. All right. I'll 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 fix that in a second, or at least I mentioned that, so that's, that's what is much better. So we'll, uh, we'll start. Actually, you know what? Let's not start with you. Anthony, what are your thoughts on Alexei Lafreniere resigning? I, you know, this is exactly what like we all kind of expected, right? A bridge deal. Um, I had said two and a quarter, so we got a little more than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is I think what everyone expected. Uh, I'm not I'm not surprised by the term. Not surprised by the the AAV. Um, you know, now now it's on now it's on Lafreniere to to really put his game together and improve. He belongs. He's got a new coach again. Um, and now this is this is his time to you know to really ramp up his game and, and help the Rangers because you know I'll say this if you know after this bridge deal ends after the two years if he's still a you know a thirty nine point player um, I, I would I would bet anything I had at that point he he would be finished as a Ranger if he doesn't progress after what he's what he's at now so. Um, you know, if he wants to earn more money in this league, like a big payday, like eventually like a Stutzla and make real money, um, you know, he, he's going to have to really commit himself and break out this year. And then, you know, next go around, he can cash in. But I think both sides kind of knew that this was this was eventually the, the meeting place here. Um, so it's it's that that whole thing isn't any news. But hopefully the Rangers, for, hopefully for their sake, Lafreniere, you know, breaks out and hopefully for his sake that, you know, he does that and. He could eventually earn himself some more money, but um, I'm curious to see how he looks in camp. If he's motivated and, and you know skating hard, and really forces the coaching staff to you know use him in more situations and give him more ice time. I thought you were going to give me the yawn you gave me right before the pre-taping or the thing before well, the going it's, live. It's worth <laughs> it expected, yes. Yeah, Phil, what do you think? <clears throat> we made a video about this about how. I would hand him Capocanco's contract. That's basically what he got right here. Well, when you think about it, yeah. I mean, it, last offseason in July of 2022, Capocanco got um, $2.1 million for two years. I mean, if you want to, I guess, factor in inflation and the fact that he was a first overall pick, that's why he probably got the 2.3 as opposed to the 2.1. But it's about the same. And I mean, as, as I said before, like in the NFL, next quarterback up is usually the guy who gets the next highest salary. So in this case, Lafreniere was the next guy up and he got a little bit of a higher salary than Kako. But um, 
or wide receiver, by the way. Just don't be a yeah, running back. That yeah, just don't be a running back in the NFL. Then you get screwed. But um I I've said basically what Anthony had said, and, and I've said seri- uh, previously as well that this was the time where it was going to be make or break, and that he has to start taking his off seasons more seriously. He has to come in with uh, an improved focus, uh, a motivation to play, to be better, to be faster, to be stronger, to be better conditioned. And we're going to see that this year. If not, then goodbye. Then you're probably dealt in the next off season for, for something in a, in a change of scenery type uh, trade, but Alexi Lafreniere, it's on him now. And I was going to say before you were talking about an $11 million player that needs to start playing like an $11 million player, Artem Panarin, the first overall draft pick needs to start playing like a first overall draft pick. He, he just yeah. hasn't done it enough, and it's it's time. There, there's no excuses. Your 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 two your two dumb dumb coaches are gone. You know, there, there's no more excuses. Go earn your ice time. Go earn those power play minutes. Go get your money and start playing like the franchise player you were drafted to be. So no more excuses. Nothing. Shut up get to work and start producing. I wrote an article earlier in the, in the year uh, in the summer about the lobby let effect and the players that he had an effect on Eric Cole, Victor Arvidsson, even Sean Bates, Alexei Lafreniere fits that mold and he could possibly be the most talented player of all those guys. I, I, I and I'm saying talent everybody because he still has to put it together. Yeah. Uh, it's like a pitcher. You ever hear a pitcher with great stuff? Who cares if he's got a five ERA? Um, it's you got to put it together. This is a coach that can help you put it together. So that's why I think with Lafreniere, perfect deal for him. Cap goes up. And you know what? You give the Rangers a bargain and maybe they're going to pay you on the after two years. Also, before I get to another guy whose contract situation is a little bit sticky. Let's just focus on Evan Bouchard, who, according to Elliot Freeman, is uh, fit, uh, finalizing a two-year, seven-point-eight AV million-dollar. De- uh, sorry, it's three. It's three point nine. I I messed it up, guys. But Evan Bouchard's uh, finalizing a two-year, seven-point-eight million-dollar deal. Philk, what do you think about Bouchard? Since it looked like he was starting to put it all together at the end of last year. He looks like he's going to be the offensive guy um, that the Edmonton Oilers wanted when they drafted him in the first round in 2018. Funny enough, Anthony and I were, were there for that draft. Um, but this is a big, rangy uh, defender that skates well, can move the puck well, and can quarterback a power play. He has a big shot. 40 points, so 43 points in 2022, 40 points last year. Um, he, he just looks like he's here. He's arrived. I think his offensive numbers are probably going to go up. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I, I just think that he's going to get better offensively. I don't know if he's ever going to be a great uh, defensive defenseman, good in his own zone, but he's going to be another one of these types that are coming out in today's day and age where they're great at moving the puck. They're great at you know playing keep away. Um, that's their way of playing defense. But Bouchard can really move the puck well. He's got a good first pass, um, great playmaker in the offensive zone, adept at moving the puck out of the zone, good breakout passes, good vision up the ice in that regard. But 
I mean, the points are really what you're going to judge this guy on going forward. And I, I think he's going to be a 50 plus, maybe even a 60 point defense in one day. So I, I just have to smile because as you said that there, that is like the natural thing. Everybody's saying, well, the defensemen are playing keep away, keep away. And we're talking about two of the biggest names that are making news the last couple weeks, Eric Carlson being traded who always likes to play keep away because he always has the puck. And Austin Matthews, who just had the extension this year, how did he get his first NHL goal? He stripped the puck away from, from Eric Carlson. So, yeah. And, Anthony, what's your thoughts on Bouchard? Has Edmonton finally found that defenseman that they wanted to go with these guys? Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he looks at he's he's a back-to-back 40-point defenseman, still young. Um, and when you're talking about a guy who's going to man the first power play unit playing with talents like Drysaddle and, and McDavid, I see no reason why he can't, you know, move that point total up to at least 60 points playing with those guys on, on the power play. Um, I mean, that really honestly should be the expectation. Um, but he skates well. Like Phil said, he makes a good first pass. Um, you know, this is a guy that uh, if he does get that deal that's been reported, um, it's, you know, similar to, you know, Keandre Miller, uh, you know, close, close to Noah Dobson, um, you know, all comparables. I mean, Dobson already has a 50-point season under his belt. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're, they, are, they are similar, different in some ways, but also similar. Uh, so I think it will be a fair deal once it gets finalized. Uh, it'll put the Oilers over the cap by a little bit. Um, just have to take care of some housekeeping and maybe wave a guy or so, but um, you know, overall, uh, it's going to be a good deal for both sides, and I expect them to continue growing. You talked about All right, similarities guys. there. You know, I just want to mention one thing before we move on. You talked about similarities. Look at the guys that all came from that 2018 draft on defense. Dalene, mm-hmm. Quinn Hughes, Miller, Bouchard, Dobson. Like, these are big offensive defensemen right there. And you got – Three guys in Miller, Bouchard, and Dobson that all got around the same deals, funny enough. Think about all the forwards that are failures. I mean, I'm, I mean, Kratzoff, we could close the book on him. Uh, Wallstrom, jury's out, but it's not looking great. Wallstrom. Uh, yeah, there's, the there's only, a lot of those The only guys. one in that uh, – the one defenseman in that class that really hasn't broken out yet is uh, – the guy who selected eighth overall in, in Adam Boquist, um, he, yep. he hasn't he hasn't put up the points yet, but uh, no, but he's you know, actually he's, he's actually not a bad defenseman at all, though he's pretty solid. No. Yeah, he guy. is. So. and speaking and about scored, another guy that the jury's out last year too. Uh, sorry about that, Ant. <laughs> Repeat that. No, I said he did score eleven goals last year, so he got into double digits. It's just the point total hasn't been. He had 24 um, points in only 46 games this past year, so he he was on pace for over 40 points. Oh, I didn't I didn't realize the games played. Yeah, you're right, only 40, only 46 games played last year. So yeah, honestly, then he's on his way there too. Then health is a big factor, and also, I mean, the jury's still out on Nils Lundqvist. So if you can get to what's the number that the Rangers can get another draft pick for from? It's like 56 points. Filk? I'm not Is, sure offhand. I'd have to look that up. All right. Well, uh, you can't know everything right off the top of your head. Uh, but, guys, going to another guy whose contract talks are right now on hold. 
which is Elias Pettersson, who has put the talks on hold until after the season. He says it's because he wants to focus on this season. Is Elias Pettersson done in Vancouver? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. This is this is another one of the guys that Elliot Friedman sat down with. That's who that's who he had this discussion with. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, sometimes when a guy says that, you kind of think, uh oh. But um, you know, for him, I, I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I don't know if I would say that he's he's done in Vancouver. I mean, I, I think he. I think he is probably being a little sincere there. Uh, but again, again, who knows? But. Um, Elliot Freeman said he's really, he's really focusing on his nutrition, um, you know, and his, and his conditioning, uh, and that's a scary thought cause he's already a really, really good player. You know, if he, yeah. if he improves and gets even stronger, uh, you know, who knows what he could do, uh, cause he had hell of a year, hell of a year last year, but I would say Vancouver will do everything in their power to keep this guy. I mean, he, he's their, he's their franchise player. Uh, you know, I think they'll roll out the red carpet for him when it comes time to, to re-sign him. So I, I wouldn't say he's done in Vancouver, but um, I guess also, who knows, maybe if this year goes terribly wrong, then maybe he decides to kind of, you know, move on, but there's still a lot of time left. Uh, by the way, Anthony, thank you for stepping up and filling the void of silence that I created right there. Phil, what are your thoughts right here? Is this a seed that he's done in Vancouver or is it just negotiating tactics? Cause he is an RFA next year. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Vancouver is going to give him all the money in the world. I think he's probably going to get it upwards of like an eleven, twelve million dollar deal when this deal ends. He 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 knows that he deserves it. One hundred and two points last year. I mean, the only uh, other Vancouver Canucks players to really do so um, are obviously are Bore, Naslin, and the Sedin brothers. You know, so he's the fifth player in Vancouver history to you know, get, obviously, or break the 100-point mark. He's 24 years old. He's young. And like you said, if he's now finally focusing on his nutrition, his strength, and his conditioning, what does that mean for the rest of the league? Because this guy is an insane player. He's one of the best shots in the league. He already shoots like 110 miles an hour almost. Mm-hmm. I think he's been clocked at like 106. What is this guy going to do when he actually puts on some muscle and he isn't, <clears throat> doesn't look like olive oil from Popeye? <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's I what mean. He's, like, if you, you've ever seen him in street clothes, he's lanky. He's like this mm-hmm. long, lanky arm, thin, rail thin guy. Now all of a sudden he's going to put on muscle? Forget about it. I wonder yeah, how it's going to affect the skating at first. But, I mean, this is not a guy that really has depended on skating to be great for most of his career. That was actually one of the big knocks about him in, in, in his draft year was, was the skating. Oh, the size and the skating. Is he ever going to be able to bulk up and, 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 you know, last at the NHL level and his skating, you know? But, no, I don't think he's done in Vancouver at all. I, I, I just think he's putting himself in a position for just a mega deal. I, I would – I think he's probably going to get somewhere around eleven and a half million. I think that's what you're probably looking at when it's all said and done for him. Uh, the answer on that is maybe a wait and see approach, but it doesn't really matter. He's an RFA. Vancouver is going to throw so much money at him at the end of the year. He's going to be staying. Uh, he is Vancouver. That is right yeah. on that one, Jason. Uh, yeah. By the 
By the way, everybody that is watching, you have to be subscribed right now in order to comment because we are going to be doing some giveaways today. We have a Kyle Palmieri signed puck, a Kyle Palmieri signed picture, and a Kyle Palmieri signed Big Apple hockey hat that we're going to be giving away. Um, Anthony, what else do we got for them? Um, I got the that Igor Shosturkin uh, T-shirt. Yes. So we got an Igor Shosturkin T-shirt. It looks amazing. For I'm, I'm dragging my feet on getting the shop open, guys, but we are going to be getting some other stuff going on. But we also do have an eBay store as well for everybody. Let's do a quick thing uh, where we've started doing this a little bit more. We're going to call it impulsive reactions. We're just going to react and just say what we think. Here's a quick intro for you guys. Calm down. Get a hold of yourself. Oh, Doctor, you want another phone? Chill. Simmer down now. I'm freaking out. Because these are the Big Apple Hockey's uh, impulsive reactions, or take your pick, whichever one you want to say. And uh, we're just going to ask a couple questions. What do you guys think? Also, play it in the chat. But more importantly, because Phil is going to analyze it and talk for a while as soon as he makes his decision. So, because that's what happens when you got a brain like his. Phil, I'm going to start with you. Who's going to score more goals? The 60 goal scorer from last year, David Pasternak, or the 60 goal scorer from two years ago, Austin Matthews? I'm going to go Matthews. Um, I, I just think that Pasternak is losing two great centers. I mean, he mm -hmm. played on a line with Pavel Zaka and David Krejci, and now David Krejci is retiring. Boston's center depth is crap now. Um, I mean, it's now Zaka and Coyle are their top two centers. If Mark Scheifele gets traded to Boston, then maybe it's a different story. But I'm, I'm going Matthews here. Anthony. Uh, yeah, Austin Matthews. Um, Pasternak's still one of the be league's best goal scorers. Like Phil said, you know, he, he's losing – Two pretty good centers. Um, so I think because of that, that tips the edge in Austin Matthews' favor here. So uh, mustache man. Uh, I'm going to go with Austin Matthews as well, the mustache man, as Anthony said, because after all, that, that Leafs team is right now a fully operational Death Star until they're taken out by a single X-Wing fighter in the playoffs, usually in the first <laughs> round. All right. All right, Anthony, who will score more goals this season? The Flyers' Travis Konechny or the Canadiens' Nick Suzuki? Uh, so I expect the Flyers to be dreadful, one of the worst teams. Canadiens, still bad, but probably maybe better. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Travis Konechny. Um, he had his first 30-goal, 60-point season last year. Uh, I think he, he's more of a shooter than Nick Suzuki. Uh, even though Suzuki could score, I feel like he's more of like a, a, a passer. Um, I think Konechny is a guy that like it has, like I said, he likes to shoot more. He's got a good release, he's got a good shot. Uh, so I'll go Konechny, even though I think the Flyers are going to be bad. Philk. That's a tough one. Um, Suzuki had 26 goals last year, 66 points. Really good year for him. Konechny, I, I think, is the better goal scorer overall. 
I, I just I wonder. He had 31 last year in only 60 games. I, I'm going to go Konechny again. <clears throat> I, I'm going to go Konechny again just because I feel like that offense is going to revolve around Konechny. And I, I do think he's the better scorer. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go connect me there. Uh what let's just make it a clean sweep. I'm gonna go connect me as well. I wanna say Nick Suzuki, but I think the Flyers are gonna just have to run everything through Connect me. I think he's gonna be playing a lot of ice and I, I hope he produces just as well. Hell of a player Travis Connectney is. Uh it's, it's got to be him. I, I just I just think it has to be him. And lastly, who will be traded first, Mark Shifley or Elias Lindholm? And, boys, I'll start this one because it is the third one. I'm going to say it's Mark Shifley. I think there's a chance Calgary could be pretty good this year, and I think if they're good, that means Winnipeg drops off. And if, if that's the case, I don't see any way that Mark Shifley is staying on this team past the end of February, and he will be moved – to a playoff contender. Anthony. I'm going to go with Shifley too. I, I think Calgary has a better chance to be a team that could go further than, than Winnipeg. Um, and also too, I, I Elias Lindholm, even though in the beginning of the off season it seemed like, you know, he was unsure or, or wanted to leave Calgary. There've been some reports now where he's now more open-minded to staying so that alone is is making me, you know, push more towards Mark Shifley here. Uh, I'll still be surprised if he gets traded before the season. Um, I mean, the Bruins are desperate for center Iceman. Um, maybe if they, you know, threw a, a big package at Winnipeg, they'd move him now. But I, I'm going to say Shifley, and I'm going to say it's at the trade deadline. All right. And Philk. Shifley, easily. Um, Lindholm, I, I, I see Calgary as a big bounce-back team. I think Sutter was a big problem there. I think the players got tired of it. Um, coaches like that, they only last for so long. And Sutter is kind of ingrained in his ways of playing that Western hockey defensive first game. That tires on players. It really does. So um, I think Jonathan Huberto is going to be a big rebound season for him. I think he's going to get back to a point per game player or better status. I wouldn't be shocked if he scores 90 points this year. Um, I, I think that's going to help players like Lindholm and Kadri and other players. I think they're going to be better overall as a team. So I don't think a lot of Lindholm is getting traded. I, Shifley for sure is gone by the end of the year. All right. Well, I just got a picture of a lot of guys that are watching us right now over at Timeout Sports Bar in Hicksville. Just want to give them a shout-out. Guys, everybody, thank you. And uh, although technically this counts as one viewer when it's potentially several more. So uh, that that's one thing to get on there. Um, we're going to take a message from DraftKings, guys, and then we're going to go on and do some bar talk. And we'll do a, we're going to start the giveaways to get the comments in there. Hockey fans like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets, like which team will win, 
how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sports app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Shot. This is the easiest cyber to answer. Let me say beer. I can't even begin to describe. I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. And welcome back, everybody, once again to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we're gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Are you so confident that you're going to buy everybody around? So-so, I'm just going to have a shot. Or uh, uh, so-so is a beer. Uh, you When you're depressed or just a little bit, you just need a shot. All right. And, of course, why go to the liquor store when you can make it a drizzly night? Go on the app, start up an account. You can click the link below from us and... Uh, have everybody bring everything to you, whether it's beer, wine, you're having a party, just have somebody else go get it. All right. Big Apple Hockey Trucker hats are available. Sorry, I just clicked on that link. Uh, I missed something right there. <laughs> oh, well, sometimes the layup talks are by design. And of course, this is subscriber appreciation night. So everybody right now, type in Paul Mary in the comments. I will get those into the wheel of names. Filk, Alexei Lafreniere re-signed today the two-year deal. The New York Rangers need to break up the kid line. I'm going to go around. Um, I, I think it's time to get these guys away from each other and, and, and start letting them play um, bigger roles. Um I mean, obviously, Heedle's not going to get. I, I I would like to see Heedle as a second line center over Trocheck. I know Trocheck had twenty goals and sixty points last year. I think Trocheck is a better fit in the third line role. I I would love to see Philip Heedle with Artemi Panarin and see what they can do because Artemi Panarin he needs a kick in the ass to start producing at even strength, and he needs to start being the player that he was his first two seasons in New York, not the player he was his last two years in New York. So I wonder if Filipino could maybe bring that out of him. Um, I definitely want to see uh, that line broken up. I'm going to say round. Anthony. Um, I'm going to go round too. I, I think he needs, he needs a change. Lafreniere does, um, you know, play with different people, uh, play more of a role, uh, get different looks um, at this point. It can't hurt. So because uh, if you keep doing the kid line, I mean, so far it really, I mean, it hasn't worked like the way they wanted it to. So why, I mean, why keep it going that way? Uh, and you got a new coach too, who's going to have, who's going to see things differently. I, I, I would imagine he's going to break it up as well, and probably feels the same way. So round. Uh, guys, we're going to make it a hat trick. I'm going to go round as well. Let's get that hat trick uh, graph up there. And um, they, they got to do this. They got, you got to break them up. You can't just keep on recycling the same thing over and over again and never make an adjustment. That's the reason why Gerard Gallant's not here anymore. This is a move that they have to make. And a matter of fact, I wouldn't even go back to the kid line anyway next year, even if for some reason they're not working elsewhere. You need to find out what you got. You got a first and second overall pick. They need to play with other people as well. Also, guys, Dave Panyota uh, said on the fourth period that 
Patrick Kane has been linked to the Islanders, the Avs, the Stars, and the Bruins. And if you haven't checked out, trade again, red, white, and blue for orange and blue on BigAppleHockeyPodcast.com. That was an article written by the man down below right over there. Patrick Kane would be a great fit for the New York Islanders. Mr. LaRocco, this is your beat. I mean, yeah, right. The Islanders need somebody that, that you know, can can play uh, uh, to an elite level if he's healthy. Uh, you know, Kane and, and Barzell, I mean, I think they, they play somewhat similar styles. So there's some Islander fans are saying if the Islanders want to sign Kane, you should put him with Nelson and have him feed Nelson. But I think Barzell and Kane would be, would be, you know, electric together. Um, question is, uh, is one, is Kane healthy? Uh, and two, you know, how do the Islanders make it work? Because Pinota, you know, said all those teams, but the funny thing is a lot of those teams um, don't have much cap space. And, and the rumor is that Kane's still looking at like a, a one-year deal worth like $5 million. So, um, you know, that's the interesting part about it. But however you said, those teams are have significant interest in Kane. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, however, though, you know, they're right now, they are only, let me just count this right now. There's only one, two, three, four. There's only six teams in the league that have enough cap space to give $5 million to Kane. And the only one of them, so they're Detroit, Nashville, Buffalo, Chicago, Anaheim. Don't really see as any interest in playing in either of those teams with the exception of Buffalo. So, um, you know, if he's set on making $5 million, I, I'm very interested to see how, you know, any of those teams that uh, Peñota mentioned end up making it work. But uh, so who knows? We'll have to see. But going back to the question, yeah, I think you'd be a great fit for the Islanders. All right. Coke. I'm going to say beer. Um, I, I've stood by this for years, and I'm going to say it again. They need a sniper. Patrick Kane is primarily a player. <laughs> And you're talking about putting them with Matthew Barzell. Who has the puck? Is it Barzell or is it Kane? Because one of those, it's like, it's like when you have one of those super teams in the NBA. How how do you have the ball distributed between three to four guys that all need the ball constantly? So uh, I, that's that's the problem I see with um, with Kane and Barzell together. Maybe Kane and, and Brock Nelson could be pretty good. I mean that that's that. I mean that's the the playmaker and the goal scorer right there. Maybe that's where the fit is. But the Islanders need another goal scorer because Bo Horvat just wasn't that after the trade. I don't think he's going back to 50, 50 goal pace Bo Horvat ever again. I think that was just unsustainable that shooting percentage. And Brock Nelson's really your number one goal scoring guy right now. So. I, they need another goal scorer. I, do I think he can help? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think he's a great fit? No, I question that. So I'm only going to go beer. I'm only going to go beer too. Everything you just outlined is a concern. The other thing is Patrick Kane kind of isn't as fast as what he was seven years ago anymore. Now he's going to be coming off a hip injury. Is he going to be closer to better than what he was with the Rangers last year? Or is he going to be – because I think the Islanders need a little bit more speed. And I think they definitely need a sniper along with Philk. I think they got a lot of guys that grind hard and play hard and even set up plays. I don't so, know if he fits that team's identity either. And, and yeah, does he have the, the, the back check ability? Because defense is at a premium with them. But then again, 
I'm going to go with what I said when the Rangers acquired him last year, when Anthony said, this isn't the right move. And he was kind of right that I, when you get a chance to go get Patrick Kane, you go get Patrick Kane. It's just that simple. Guys, moving on to a player who is also coming back, and that's Max Pacioretty, coming off a five-game season, unfortunately, just five games. He had three goals with the Carolina Hurricanes uh, due to Achilles injuries. Philk, Max Pacioretty will score 30 goals next year. I, I have some serious concerns about his health. He not only ruptured his Achilles again, but it was the same Achilles that he ruptured the first time. So it's not like it was even the other one. Um, We've seen players come back from ACL surgeries. I I just, I wonder if he's going to be able to get through a full season. I'm only going to go beer because it is technically possible. They, They have the pieces around him to the point where he can, I mean, Ovechkin's still going to be Ovechkin. He's still probably going to score 40 to 50 goals somewhere in that range. Um, I I wonder what happens with Nicholas Backstrom. How is he going to be with his hip? TJ Oshie's another year older. Um, His game is starting to deteriorate a little bit. The body, it's just, it's taking a toll on his body. Tom Wilson, uh, obviously his production depends on what the guys on offense do around him. I mean, he's not he's not a play driver on that offense, just not. And what happens with Evgeny Kuznetsov? Is he going to be a guy that scores maybe 50 points, or is he going to be closer to the 70-point player that he should be? So um, I, I'm just going to go beer here. Anthony, what do you think? So in 2019-2020, that's the last 30-goal season he had, 32 goals. However, in 2021, he had 24 goals, but – only 48 games. So over 82, he's well over 30. Um, and then last year, you know, three goals in five games, very small sample size. But guess what I'm saying is when he's on the ice and healthy, he, he could score goals. So the question is, is he truly healthy now? And how is his Achilles? And um, that that's the question we're going to find out. But I'm, I'm going to say beer. Uh, easy way out, but I'm going to say beer. Um, I think if he could stay healthy and doesn't get injured, um, I see no reason to believe why he wouldn't score, you know, 30 goals because he's always, you know, pacing for that last couple of years when he was on the ice. So um, I'll, I'll say beer, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does hit it. I, I won't be surprised. Not going to argue with you that I wouldn't be surprised. I am going to go shot and I'm going to go for several reasons, but going back to what Phil started saying before, it is hard to quantify what an Achilles injury is with a hockey player because your your skate your foot's in a boot, so you're not really like driving that. But also, I remember when I was uh, growing up, I got a lot faster when I started working out my calves and my and my legs down there. So it's I just I don't know if it's as crippling as it would be for say a basketball player or remembering Dan Marino gimping around uh, an NFL field for five years. So I'm not sure if it's exactly that. I know in a lot of other sports and hell in Greek mythology, uh, an Achilles injury was pretty bad. So uh, I don't know about that. The second part of that is Max Pacioretty will not be a Washington capital. If he's scoring at a great pace, uh, because I think they'll end up trying to move him or something. Yeah. 
he'll be he'll be moved. So, uh, and I again, I hope Patch is the best because I kind of feel like this guy is just the last couple of years has just not been fair to him. Uh, he he loved being out in Vegas, uh, and it, they went out and they got him, and then he was a cap casualty. They go and they win the cup. He's with Carolina. He has three goals in five games, and he and he ruptures the same Achilles. Just ouch, ouch. I mean, it's guy could use a break. And as we alluded to earlier, guys, Boston Bruins top centers right now are Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle. Bruins will trade for a center before training camp starts, Mister Larocco. So, I mean, we touched on this before when the kind of impulse reaction, who gets traded first, Shifley or Lindholm. Um, I don't think any of them are being traded before the season. And really, I think it's only Shifley that's somewhat close to maybe being certain that he's dealt at the deadline. Um, but, I mean, who who's who's out there right now for him other than those two guys that center-wise that can, you know, that can really that can really help them out? Um, you know, I honestly, I'm I'm not. I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't see it. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go shot. I, I don't, I don't see it happening. Bill, what do you think? Um, I'm in the same boat shot. I, I don't see where, when this deal happens, unless Winnipeg just uh, all of a sudden gets like this crazy offer from Boston to deal Shifley. I, I don't see where it happens. So there's nothing else available unless, some random deal out of the blue that we're, you know, we're not even thinking of ends up happening. I, I, I don't see it. Yeah, I got to go with you on that one, guys. It's I'm going to go. I'm going to go shot. There's it's getting time for sort of like on Hoosiers where uh, Gene Hackman always just points out and says uh, that my team's on the floor and then that's it. And he only played with, I think, three, uh, four players at that moment instead of putting in one of the guys that was on his bench. It's just your team is ready. That's that's what happens. And I, I don't see it happening right away unless there's an injury or a contract situation that opens things up. Maybe, who knows, William Nylander. But I don't see Toronto getting uh, going to trade him there. The last trade between Toronto and Boston hasn't exactly worked out for Toronto. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just to, to say the least. So yeah, I don't think they're going to be doing that anytime soon. Speaking about uh, depth charts and players dealing with injuries, Florida's Aaron Ekblad and Brandon Montour recovering from injuries from their playoff run, and they could be out as late as November or December. Not having Ekblad and Montour until November and December will cause the Panthers to miss the playoffs. If that is the case, Anthony, I'm going to take that right now, and I am going to buy a round on that one. You cannot miss two-thirds of your defense, or a third of your defense, I should say. I got the right fraction the second time around. And that's you, – you can't have that. Now, Ekblad is supposed to be missing right now. They're saying maybe – Still through training camp and some preseason games, but they these guys had a lot that was wrong. The shoulder was done for Montour. Hopefully, they don't miss much, guys, because these were two of Filk's top thirty defensemen on his video. Check it out in case if you haven't. Filk, I'll go to you. What do you think? 
I think I'm going to say beer just because it's going to add to it. But I, I think there are other problems with Florida. I, I think the defense overall still really isn't that good. Um, it seemed like the uh, Cinderella story with Bob Grofsky where, you know, it turned midnight and, went in, and he went into a pumpkin again in the Stanley Cup finals. I, I wonder about their goaltending. I, I don't think Sergei Bobrovsky is going to get back to where he was in the first three rounds of the playoffs. And I, I really, I, I really think that this Florida team is pretty flawed. I mean, you had to get rid of Anthony Duclair on top of that. I, I just and you sent him to, to San Jose. Sent him to San Jose of all places. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just don't think they're that good of a team. So I, I think this ain't going to help. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be the, the determining factor. I think they're, they're just a flawed team in general. And they almost missed last year anyway. Yeah, I mean that that's another problem too. I don't. Th- I think they they need everybody. They need all hands on deck. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, um, you know when you, when you combat when you compound some of the other things they're dealing with with this. Um, to me, I, I think it's insurmountable. I'm going to go round. You know, without Ekblad and Montour, their defensive Gustav Forsling. Okay, he's good. Then you got OEL, who's a shell of himself. Mike Riley, um, you know. <laughs> Mahora. Um, I mean, I don't, I really don't like their, I don't like their D with those, with those two gone. I mean, Kulikov, it's just, I don't, I don't see it. And I think Mark, I know you said Ekblad training camp. I'm pretty sure he's definitely out through October. Pretty sure he's definitely out through October. Uh, the yeah, last um, thing I saw was training camp. So, I'm, I'm, so I'm okay with you updating I, me. Uh, I don't, I don't see it. I, I think if they're out to November, especially December, I think they're in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna say that here. they can ill afford to have too many players that are going to be missing. That is just not going to be a good situation. Um, let's talk about another guy that extended down in Florida. Brandon Hangel extends with Tampa Bay to an eight-year, six-point-five million-dollar AAV deal. I'll have that corrected. And I mean, that's just how many everybody's getting eight year deals that are over there. Anthony, Brendan Hagel's deal is going to cost the Lightning a key player. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about this yesterday, right? When it happened. Um, uh, I don't know if it's going to cost them a key player as much as the question is. Well, I guess it technically is all the same, but yeah, do they, can they keep Stamkos? Um, I think. They're, you know, if Stamkos, you know, a guy who's already won multiple cups, made a lot of money, seems like a loyal guy. I mean, he, he, he basically spurned free agency the first time around to stay in Tampa. Seems like a guy that wants to spend his whole career in one spot. So if all that's actually true, um, I think he'll, he'll do what he can do. He'll, he'll do what he has to do to make sure he works the lightning and stays there. But even if that does happen and they do keep Stamkos, the answer's round because they'll have to move other pieces. So yes, um, it's round. Uh, you know, so let's say they they, they make Stamkos work. They're going to have to move. You know, do they they're going to have to move a guy like Chernak because um, either that or you know they're going to have to fill out the rest of the roster with like you know league minimum you know league minimum players because uh, you know they're they're not going to have much space. So I'm going to say round here. Okay. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go around. I, I think that they – it's just – he deserves it. 
6.5 is nice for him, especially if he continues to be a 30-goal, 60-point player going forward, mm-hmm. which provided who he's probably going to be playing with, I think he's going to be. And, and just it seems like Brandon Hagel is the type of guy that fits the mold of that complimentary player that plays with the guys like Point, Kucherov, and Stamkos. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that, that gritty guy who plays a good, solid two-way game that can go win those battles along the boards but gives you that offensive pop on top of that when put with the right guys. And that's why he obviously he got this deal. But, yeah, I I do think that someone's got to go. I, I, I think they're probably going to end up dealing Eric Chernak when it's all said and done because I don't think Steven Stamkos is leaving the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I think you can replace a guy like Chernak. You can draft a guy like that even in later rounds. Uh, I mean – if you get a, even if you get a guy like that as a first round pick, you know, depending on where he's picked in the round, you're pretty happy with that. Um, but yeah, he seems to be a lot more replaceable than someone like Steven Stamkos. And I thought he was going to be dealt this year as a cap casualty. And I'm so, I'm still surprised that it didn't happen, but um, I, I do see Chernak getting dealt after this season. I'm trying to figure out how the cap works when it comes to Tampa Bay. It seems like everybody is getting paid big monies for a lot of years. And I mean, there's no state income tax, so they're getting the break over there, but that's not even it. Like there's just, it seems like they're just handing out extensions. Like there's no tomorrow. You're going to have to pay the piper. That credit card bill is going to come. And I just, I don't know who it's going to be. I can't imagine you let Steven Stamkos go, but this is a team that got rid of, Vinny LeCavalier and Marty Singh two guys that should have been lifelong uh, Tampa Bay Lightning players. So I- I'm 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 actually gonna go around on this one as well. And it's just I I can't imagine. I-, I can't imagine it happening, but it's gonna happen. So that is for sure. All right. Um once again, everybody make sure you're commenting Paul Mary for any of the sign stuff. We're going to have other giveaways in a moment. The Elias Pedersen contract. Oh, wait, sorry. We talked about that one earlier. I didn't delete it from this because it got moved, got moved to the, the job. Start. <laughs> All right, guys, the LA Kings goaltending situation. You have Cam Talbot, Phoenix Copley, and David Rich. I always want to call him Calvin Rich. Is Was there somebody named Calvin Rich around? Anyway, LA has the worst Goaltending depth in the Pacific Division. Filk, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go around on this. Uh, I, it, just look at the teams in that division, and you're just saying to yourself, like, okay, like I, I, I like Gibson and Dostal in Anaheim. The team in front of them is questionable. If Markstrom can rebound, Markstrom is far better than any of the three goalies that mm-hmm. – um, LA has Edmonton. I, you can make an argument for them, maybe San Jose, but uh, Seattle's is not great either. And then in Vancouver, you have Thatcher Demko. But I, I and this this is definitely an arguable case. I'm just going to say round, just because I, I I think that none of these guys. And the only reason I, I'm not going to go with San Jose is because San Jose is not expected to compete. They're, they're not. They're, they're just expected to tank. 
and then try to get the next best player in the upcoming draft, and that's it. So I, I for a team that wants to compete, LA's got the worst goaltending depth. Anthony, what do you think? I mean, it's between it's definitely between LA and San Jose. Uh I mean Mackenzie Blackwood looked started off his career some with some promise, then he dealt with injuries and he's been bad. Capo Cajonin, uh, I mean, he's, I mean, I guess he's, you know, Cam Talbot has had some success in his career. It's honestly, it's, it's real close. Uh, I'm going to say, it's tough. I don't know who I, who I think's, you know what? I'll go, I'll go round. I, I think I'll give the nod to San Jose just because I guess Mackenzie Blackwood is still somewhat young and has some, you know, maybe has some upside where he can get back to where he was. And, you know, Gahonen is, is too. Him too is kind of like yeah. the Kings trio of goalies are just Talbot's olds. Um, I mean, Riddick was like it never was. I mean, he's not good. And Copley, same thing. He's like a journeyman who, you know, had a streak last year where he played somewhat good for L.A. But, yeah, I, I, I think it is L.A. I gotta, I gotta make this a hat trick um, because, yeah, I, we, if you want to go with just the question that they got the worst goaltending depth and you're competing against San Jose, San Jose, no, this, this, Riddich, he's a backup goalie at best. He can spot start and maybe carry you for a couple weeks, like he did in Calgary, but it's, uh, but I mean, Phoenix Copley, he came up last year. I mean, th- they're thinking that Bill Ramford can do miracles and he's going to have to, uh, you know what though, Mr. Jans fan, I'm going to disagree with that. It can't be Gibson. Anaheim is not yeah, going to trade him. Anaheim's not, they're not, they're not trading him to LA. Like, no, right. Like, no. And, and it better be for a song if that's the case, because this is a conversation that I've, I've been having. And by the way, sorry, I, there's one name I didn't mention yet. Cam Talbot. Hey guys, this ain't five years ago. Never mind 2015. So San Jose is rough, Pete, but man. Five years ago, six years ago, 2017 was when he had that big 40 win season. Yeah, since then he's played on just since then. Edmonton, Philadelphia, uh, Calgary, Minnesota, Ottawa. You, you can't be a journeyman and be effective unless you're Mike Sillinger, who is always great for Puck Doku, which we'll be getting to in a moment. Yeah. But Philk, this is the second part of this question that I've asked Anthony before. LA made a mistake by going and getting PLD instead of getting Connor Hellebuck. I don't think Connor Hellebuck was ever really truly available to that point. I, I think that was a name that was floated around out there because Winnipeg was looking to rebuild supposedly, and they haven't really even done that aside from the PLD deal, which I think was going to happen regardless of their direction, just because Dubois wanted out. But uh, <laughs> I like this comment right here. King's gold ending is more like court jesters. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Mean, um, did the sunrise today? The PLD wanted out of somewhere. Yeah, he wanted he wanted out. So I, I'm not going to say that they made a mistake by doing that because I don't think that was ever realistically an option. Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, Hellebuck was definitely talked about a lot. There were a lot of rumors to New Jersey, um, but I, I don't. I don't know if him going to LA was ever a realistic option. I think if he was traded, it seemed like he was destined to go to a team in the Eastern Conference. So uh, I don't know if LA could have even acquired him if they wanted to. And I guess the other thing to mention with Hellebuck, guys, six point one six six million right now. That's what he's making. UFA at the end of the year. Uh, we'll save it for a future bar talk, but they're going to have to move him sooner than later. Goalies don't get moved later in the season. You're going to have to move him early. And, and does anybody see Winnipeg contending at all? Because if that's the case, why would Hellebuck resign in the middle they have of a lot of question marks? And he's a piece. He's a piece that you can. We were talking about this earlier with William Nylander. You could restock the cupboard with it. It just makes sense that you move them now and move them quickly, because then you get then he gets to leave. He gets to say a goodbye message. One guy that said goodbye message uh, to the place he played for a long time, Jonathan Taves, just recently tweeted out a farewell to Chicago and said he is going to take time away from hockey. Phil, Jonathan Taves won't play in the NHL again. I, I want to say round, but I'm going to say beer. Um, I just saw pictures of him and Dawson Bufflin, who's also been away from the NHL for a while now, playing at uh, Marion Hosa's little uh, retirement game, if you want to call it that, overseas. Mm-hmm. And he looked like he was having fun. Um, but I, I just – if he takes an entire year off with the amount of, you know – wear and tear on his body over the years and then that illness that he had that caused him to miss time uh, i i think he's probably done uh, i i can't see him coming back so i can't 110 say for sure that he's done but i i, I believe he is so i'm, I'm just gonna say beer anthony you know i'm gonna i'm yeah uh... I think I'm going to go round, actually, only because he's, he's 35 right now. He's going to be 36 in April. So, you know, granted, he's not going to be like, even though he's not going to play hockey this year, it's not like he's going to be just sitting on his couch the whole year. I'm sure he's going to still take care of himself. But still, to 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 take a year off um, from playing hockey and then coming back at 36 years old, um, it's tough. You know, he's not a young kid anymore. Uh you know, and and he's certainly no Mario Lemieux, who you know who did it way back when. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's going to be really tough if he just, if he really does sit out the whole year and and then just he thinks he's going to come back and play the following year at his age. It's tough, and I know he says he's not going to retire because maybe in his heart of hearts he does have the desire to to play again, and he just doesn't want to kind of come to grips with it. So he's just kind of like procrastinating in it, putting it off because he doesn't want to do it, but. Yeah, I don't see it happening. They always talk about whenever NFL players retire, the further they get away from putting the pads on, the less likely they are to put them back on. And usually when you see guys unretire and go back in, usually it's around when training camp starts and then because you start to miss the routines you've been in and everything that you've done basically – your entire career like this kid has done 
since 2009 was Taves' rookie season? 2008? 2008. 2008. Yeah. 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 It's it's one Eight, of those seven. things. Yeah, it's it's one of those things I have to say. I I I wish the best for him to be healthy first. I hope he recovers 100%. I'm glad he was able to play his 1,000th game with Patrick Kane when I went to go see them in Chicago. You could always check that out in our playlist. But it's, you know, it's it's hard. It's 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 hard to imagine him wearing another jersey for starters. And I think that's going to factor in. I don't think he ever plays another game in the NHL, guys. And it's not – I don't say that to be like, hey, let me get this great take to put on there. But I'm going to – that's the way I'm going to say it for that. It's – it's uh, who plays first, Taves or Landeskog? Probably it's going to be Landeskog. Honestly, it's, not, it's not a guarantee. It, it, I think it, w- it would be, but there's also no guarantee that I think he plays again. I mean, he's having – He's having another knee surgery. He's not going to play for what? Two, this is going to be like basically two years. He hasn't played, right? I mean, that's yeah, basically. That's, that's tough. That's tough. No, I mean and, he did play this season, but very little, like big in the beginning of the year, right? Hold on. You know what the worst part is? I made that sincere message for Jonathan Taves, and I still have to click the round GIF just because. Oh no, he didn't play at all this year. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think he played at all. I thought he played a little bit this year, but he he, he didn't. Oh my god. Well, Phil, do you know where he's going to end up? He's going to end up on LTIR. Yeah, just I mean, like just like all these players I'm flashing on the screen right now. Brent Seabrook is on Tampa's LTIR. LTIR Jacob Vorchek is on Arizona. So Shane I, Weber, I like so right I now. like your uh, I like your spelling of Seabrook. Brent oh, Sabrook. Sabrook. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah, you know man. what? I can't blame that one on my cell phone, <laughs> which has been like it's it's been like sentient and doing all the uh whatever. So anyway, Brent Seabrook is on with uh or Sabrook, Brent Sabrook. That'll be the new one. <laughs> it's still another old place, Justin. That's that's the thing. But Anthony, the NHL should not allow teams to put players on LTIR that has never played for them. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm going to see around here. I, I think it would be more. I think it would be interesting. I, I think it would cause, it would cause definitely cause more player movement, which which fans like. Because think about it, if 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 the mate if the Maple Leafs if the Lightning weren't allowed to put Brent Seabrook on the LTIR, think about. Think about how much money they'd have to move right now. They're being saved. They're being saved by Seabrook being on their LTIR, and he's never played for them. It, it's technically, I mean, it's really a cap circumvention. So, like, if you think about it, if they had to move him, you know what they would have to do right now? They'd have, they'd have to move like, you know, two players. They'd have to actually make trades. I think it would create more. I think it would create more action league wide. Um, and even though the, the players on Arizona aren't on LTIR. Because they're that they're the opposite. They they want them on regular IR just so they could count towards their cap and they don't have to spend as much to the to the floor. Um, and with that, if they, if that wasn't allowed, they would actually have to spend money on real players and make actual real moves. So, um, yeah, I, I don't like. I think yes, in a guy like Landeskog's case, he clearly is Colorado Avalanche played for him his whole career. He should be allowed to be on LTIR. 
But this stuff where like the, the Coyotes trained for Jacob Voracek and how the Golden Knights had Shea Weber on their LTIR before they traded him, um, I don't like it. I think it would create more player movement too if it wasn't. Oh, sorry, wait, Anthony. So it, it's it's around for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Phil. What do you think? Shot. So for a, a bunch of people that complain, and I'm going to put all NHL fans in here, including all three of us, for all of us that complain about the cap being a problem and the cap not going up and this and that, now you want to take away flexibility from teams to be able to make moves. I mean, not only that, but let's just say a team trades for Max Pacioretty and they don't get the accurate information, the physicals. Remember how Kevin Adams was withholding the physicals results uh, from the teams that were trying to trade from Jack Eichel. Let's say that happens again. And let's say this team trades for said player. And it turns out that this player has a career-ending injury, and it's it's not known in, in because the, the, the medical results are being withheld. Now they're going to have to LTIR this guy forever. And that that's just going to be it. So you, you basically want to just put the boots to a team for that. I, I don't see any reason to this. I don't see who it benefits. I don't see how it benefits anyone. And not only that, but if the, if the player's not LTIR'd, is that going to impact their actual salary and what they get paid? Because if, if that's the case, then that screws the player. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I, I, and I, I can't even think of who the hell that would benefit. And now you're going to just going to create more problems. Just leave it the way it is. I'm actually going to go beer on this because I understand what Anthony's trying to say. And I'm actually not going to go to round because I'll tell you why. Now, the reason why I, I understand you, you get these big markets that they sign players, the big deals. Like, I don't know. Let me pick a name out of that. How about David Clarkson? Remember how many games he played for the Columbus Blue Jackets or Nathan Horton? Playing for other teams, he was on LTIR. Um, Pavel Datsuk, that well-known Arizona Coyote that played with his teammate Chris Pronger. I, it, there's a lot of things that go into that, and you get these broker teams that they kind of make a situation where you're like, it's almost like a mockery of it, and that's the reason why fans will have the opinion like Anthony will. Fans will have the opinion like Philk will because – it does give them flexibility and not just for the big market teams. It gives flexibility to the, the small market team. Like take, for instance, the one that's taking advantage of this going back to John Chaka, the uh, Arizona coyotes who basically said, we'll take on that contract because it will have them on here, but you're going to have to give us something. And they're assembling draft picks and other assets in order to do this. It makes sense actually then on both sides. However, what does make a mockery on some other things was uh, 10 years ago when uh, the Islanders uh, acquired Tim Thomas, who was never going to play for him. It was just to get to the salary cap floor. Uh, there was another player in there, Anthony. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, around that same time, there was another guy like that. That's where it makes a mockery. I understand what you're trying to say, because if I'm, if, I want to kind of punish some teams that make these bad decisions and these bad contracts. But on the other hand, I want to reward the teams 
who have the flexibility to do this. And that's kind of what it's doing. And I agree with what Phil says. Uh, it You don't want to punish the players. I'm not sure if the Players Association is going to go for that because they want more money paid out. And that's what this will do. You, you get these guys going on different um, teams. They're just paying them out. But I get, Anthony, I get what you're saying with this. Because Brent Seabrook, he's a he's a, uh, that famous Tampa Bay Lightning career. Uh, it's, Who cares? Yeah. Who the hell I mean, cares? If the general managers are smart enough to find a way to circumnav- you know, to circumvent the cap and navigate around it and everything like that with LTIR or whatever the hell it is, let him do it. Let him do it. I know that Anthony's complained about Tampa Bay several times in the past. Tampa, you know what? Good on them for being able to do it. Because if your team was in the position where they needed to do it, they would do it, and you would be happy that they did it. But wouldn't wouldn't and, you like to see just just for the sake of movement? Like, wouldn't you just like to see the the Lightning have to move like a guy like Anthony Sorelli right now because they have to, you know, they have to get under. No, the no because they're gonna have to do it trades. anyway. They're gonna have to do it anyway at some point. They're getting to that point. They're getting closer and closer. Look at the guys that they've lost over the last few years. They lost Killarn. They've lost Maroon. They've lost Gord. They've lost Coleman. They've lost Gaudreau. Look at all those guys that they've lost. You've talked about that loss. They've already lost half their damn roster practically. <laughs> and then it's a matter of are you restocking the cupboard to get to get everything? Because then you get like other teams like you guys saw the prospect ratings for a lot of the a lot of the teams. Yeah, that yeah, look at that too. Tampa Tampa's drowned out their prospect pool, making yep. trades for guys like Tanner Janot and Nick Paul to try to keep their team alive because they're losing these guys left and right. So they're trying to restock the team to keep the team alive, and eventually they're just going to screw themselves in the end. So just let let the let the meek kill themselves. Let, let mean, the idiots just eat war and just just collide and just just drown themselves out. It's Darwinism. The general managers are going to back themselves into a wall, into a corner, and they're not going to be able to get out of it eventually. So they are going to punish themselves. So you don't need to do anything else to punish them. And also, guys, uh, Tampa Bay right now, they don't have a first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick next year. They don't have a first-round pick in 2025. I mean, but they got those three seventh-rounders next year. Ooh. Um, and oh, Scott also just wants to say that we get a round of applause for Phil's shirt. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, so we got both. Yeah, it would punish the teams for uh, more for accruing assets. I just but again, I, I, I but again, I understand what 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 Anthony's saying right there. Along with here's another one. I, I get it too. I I do, but but you're talking about <laughs> you're, so, you're already seeing it happen. It's just not again. Rome wasn't built in a day. It also wasn't destroyed in a day either. No, no. Bud Light was destroyed in a day, but that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm I'm joking about that. I'm just joking. Jesus. Although I'm a bartender, we don't sell any more Bud Light anymore. Uh, no, so I'm just getting want. at the fact that Bud Light is merely piss water and really was never good yeah. to begin with. And then all that happened and again, not destroyed in a day. 
Yeah, not destroyed in a day, but it's certainly that that next week after that, that was a bad situation. By the way, just want to mention one thing. I keep saying this all the this time. Be, comment yeah. right there. It's yeah, the it, price to pay to win those cups. That's and it. three Western Conference finals. Oh, sorry. Uh, Stanley Cup finals, too. Let's add that one in there. But by the way, you want to talk about a mockery on things? Uh, Pete's right about this one. The NHL survived the John Scott mockery. They can navigate this one too. Correct. What you, what you get those. That John Scott story, I still, uh, guys, I got to say, that's still one of the best stories in all-star game history and one of the worst at the same time. But uh, yeah, I still think. Interesting. I think Speaking here's the thing. Tampa I think Bay, they, uh, Tampa Bay signed uh, Austin Watson to a PTO. Nice, nice step. Yeah, nice step no. player. All right. I mean, Peter Holland is going to Colorado. That's going to make a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't he hasn't played in the NHL in like what they like said like years. three. I think. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. good. For good reason. Uh, David, Alex, I think Alex, I have Alex Chasen. Yep. Chase in Boston, PTO. Alex Chason, yeah, with the Bruins. Yeah. Now he's not related to Steve Chason from. No, he's not. No, no, that's no. Rest that's, in peace, Steve Chason. Yeah. Uh, one more, just to to mention this. This, just to mention, uh, I mentioned Bill Ranford before. He's the goaltending coach out in um out in L.A. So, and I I heard the I heard the L.A. writers gushing about it, saying, "Hey, uh, he can he can do wonders," and I just don't see it happening. So let's give away some stuff right now. We're going to give away first, guys. If you haven't already gotten your name on for the Paul Mary stuff, make sure you comment Paul Mary right now. I only have about six names right now. So, yeah, I, I got I got six names. So if you, if you want to get in on that, because, again, one of them is one of our shirts. Amanda is, is asking, Tampa's first cup, they were $18 million over the cap. How was that fair by a everyone can do by allowing it. it? If you want to take advantage of it, you can go ahead and take advantage of it. And if we were in Tampa Bay situation, we'd be all saying, hell yeah, we got a Stanley Cup. That's it. Every team can do it. If your and, team's general manager decides not to do it or is smart enough to if not smart enough to do it, then that's on them. And also, let me just say this. It was a it was a situation that was a 50-game season, 56 games, uh, and then um, if those two first two games in Florida go differently, we might not, might not be talking about Tampa winning a Stanley Cup, never mind two, because then it means you're, yeah, you're going to just reintroduce one. a guy in the playoffs? The second year. They wouldn't have won the second one. The first year, that was Columbus and that, that epic friggin' five-overtime game. Um, yeah. Mark, yeah. you're muted. Muted. Unmute yourself, bud. He's like, can't hear. Yeah, you're you're muted, muted, M-U-T-E-D. Yeah, no. How the hell did I get down to zero? It just automatically did that. <laughs> I love how. You, it, it, oh man, 
No, guys, did my thing didn't come out or anything else, so it didn't happen. All right. All right. Um, I got John D. Lee in there. I do not have B. Rye or um David or Andy. I'll get those in there, guys. So why don't we start up a puck to, uh, puck doku right now? Yes. Um. Is, right, I have I'll, a uniqueness of zero on mine, so we. We're losing some real good ones. Well, I got a good one that I could use um, for flyers and such. Let's get that in there right now. Actually, before we do that, let's let's get let's get rid of one of these or at least two of these items. All right, so we have. Um, Couple of our regulars, B Rye. And there was uh, David Wood. Yeah, of course, okay. as uh, Lou hacked your computer. Why don't you give him a call and see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Lou. All right, so we'll start with this as I get those names poor, out. Poor Lou, let's, start let's start the Puck Doku. All right, we wanted, we could even do an immaculate, um, immaculate grid after this. By the way, I can't I'll wait to get we'll home because I we'll have. Just, we'll stick with. We don't need to do another one of those. All right. Well, we don't need to. All right. So, for for um, the one I'm, I want to start with, guys, the Nashville Predator and the Philadelphia Flyer. We'll go with Mark Eaton. That's a good one. One I oh, is that who you earlier. used? Is that who you I used? I did not use him. I did not use him. I uh, used um that's a real good one. I used John Slaney. I used uh Michael Layton. Michael Layton's a good one, yeah. Yeah, but it was one percent. I though I had I had the three one percents right down the middle. End up I had a uniqueness of three, but those one percenters really screwed me. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do you, all right, Erica, I got to get you in there. What do you guys got next? Uh, so I don't know what I used for, for Islanders blues. I used Adam Creighton, which was 0 0.1, which is a good one, but, uh, obviously can't use him. So, uh, um, Sean Hill either because I use, I use Sean Hill. Yeah, Jeff Norton, I believe. Would yeah, be that's a good one. For the Islanders Go with that blues. one. All right, where's that going? Oh, Islanders Blues? Islanders Blues, blues yeah. yeah. Jeff Norton, wow. that's. Yeah. I think I used Eric no, Brewer. Wrong, 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 wrong. Mark, wrong spot, bud. Yeah, you're in, oh, you're in St. You. Louis, Nashville. You're in St. Louis, Nashville. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because we've seen me mess that up, so I'm okay with being told it was wrong. Jeff Norton. 0.2%. Really? That's it? Yeah, yeah that's good. That's a, that's a real good answer. Um, wow. I mean, I, I can't believe that's all he got. So, Jeremy's saying 70 playoff games for Arizona. Marion no, he, he, yeah, he never actually played a game for them, so that doesn't count. Yeah, you got to play. You actually have to play a game. Um which was Chris? Did anybody ever try Chris Osgood in? Chris Osgood probably would have been a more um, obscure. Actually, you could actually try, probably try to put that for forty playoff games. But Islanders, St. Louis, 
bet you Osgood would have been a higher percentage. Okay, let me just see about Osgood for that percentage. That percentage, he would have been five percent. Five percent. Okay, so, so you yeah. could probably put Osgood for forty plus playoff games and St. Louis and see what. All right. Uh, trying to remember I, who I, the I guy was. I mentioned him earlier. Um, <laughs> I like the one that uh, somebody tweeted out, Park Doku. They just Ooh, oh, I actually have a better one for 40 playoff games in St. Louis, and I didn't use them. Okay, go ahead. McTavish. Craig McTavish. You could use Stefan Matto as well, or Brian Newton. You use Glenn Anderson. I, I um, yeah, well, Glenn Anderson might be a more recognizable one, but um, I used Garth Butcher there, and that got me 0.1. But McTavish is probably, yeah, that's probably going to be an obscure one. So I'd use McTavish. Yeah, use we'll use Craig McTavish then. All right, we're ready to go? Yep. Let's do it. 0.2%. 0.2. Wow, that, that's, that's only good. 1% uh, higher than Garth Butcher was at 0.1. So I had I had Doug Crossman for that. That was zero point zero. Wow, that's yeah, that's crazy. Doug Crossman. <laughs> it's Tim Ecclestone was what Pete said. Ecclestone. Wow, that's a that's an obscure name. Okay, as Keenan would have been St. Louis as well because he played under yeah. Keenan. And I think, and I think well, that would have gotten like zero point one percent probably because of the <laughs> fact that not a lot of people remember that Keenan was a blue for that very short time. Here's a question for you, because this one B Ride brought up. What about Brad Isbister for Arizona? Uh, for Arizona and Islanders? Yeah, that's a good one, actually. I, I would use uh, that. I used Wayne McBean, which was uh which was 0. 0.3. I used um I used Joel Bouchard, which was 0. 0.3. So I, I, used- I would go Isbister for Arizona and Islanders. That's definitely a fit. I used Cliff Ronning. So that's, that that's one a good there. one. Yikes. Uh, you could actually a- use Cliff Ronning for Nashville and Arizona. Yes, you can. Although I had used Kale Hulse and he was pretty good. But actually, we can use Cliff uh, Ronning think- because we didn't use these during the day. Yeah. You can oh, use. What is this? Actually, will be. Well, you know what might be. You know what's probably less than his Mr. actually is, uh, is Gerald Diddick. Because Gerald Diddick played for the Arizona Coyotes, I guarantee you. I know he played for the Coyotes. He played it for the Islanders in what the very early nineties. Diddick, yeah, he played. He played up until I think nineteen ninety. So throw Diddick in there. I I think that's probably going to be less than his business. You know what? Let's skip ahead of this and let's just go right in with Diddick. Uh, It's Gerald Diddick, right? Yes. Yep. Gerald Diddick. Here we go, boys, and one percent. Wow! Wow! No I want to see what that would have been then. I'm surprised that's that's high. One percent that, that high? Yeah, I'm really, really surprised that that's at that high. So we're we gonna uh, go with uh, Cliff Ronning right over here. Yeah, Cliff Ronning. Go, Cliff Ronning. I went with Jim McKenzie, and that got me zero point four. Ronning's. I use Yannick. Per- I use Yannick. Three percent. Three percent. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, Yannick Perot. Um, okay. Blues, 40 games for a pred- playoff career. I used Oleg Tevardovsky there. Um, you could use Tepo Newman. I think that's – I used like, Tepo Newman. Uh, used I Tepo used, uh, I used St- Steve Sullivan, which was 0.1. Wow. Okay. Um, wow, that's a good one. 
Yeah, because he played there uh, towards the end of his career. I think it was 2013 yeah. or 2014. I think he was there. Um, I'm trying to think. You know who uh, actually? Yeah, uh, Frederick Frederick Olison played for, Frederick played Olson for the would Jets. Be a good one. It's the same thing as Coyotes. Yeah, or uh, maybe – I'm not sure if he has enough games, but I wonder if Daryl Shannon would be uh, – Darren mm. – yeah, sorry. Not Daryl. Daryl was Buffalo. I think Dad. Mark Mark can't spell Mark can't spell Frederick Olison, so he just gave up. <laughs> it's Frederick. Mark, it's Fred. Okay, how do you spell his name? Fred R I K Frederick, and then, and then O L A U S S O N. All right, hold on. O L Mark. See, there's no C. Yes, right there. All right. He's right there. Right here. Fred Olson. 1%. percent did not even say the name there. He got so I was so mad. I was so fucking What is it? Frederick Olson. Oh, wow. Zero one. Darren Shannon would have would have qualified. I, I would have loved to have seen what he would have gotten. Oh, well, you know, because I got a private browser open over here to check. Let's see. Nashville. I actually love that now they update the uniqueness in lifetime. Nashville and St. Louis. I use. I went JJ Daniel. Darren Shannon was a 0.0, Philk. Oh, wow. I'm not sure Darren. if Darren Shannon said that. Yeah. Um, I used Blair Atchinum for uh, Nashville and St. Louis, and that got me 0.7%. <laughs> Um, I had Bill Holder. I used JJ Daniel. Uh, okay. Um, Nashville and St. Louis. Let's see here. Um, let's see what names we could throw out. Wing for you. Korea would be what, like the most obvious one that I could think of. Yeah, that. By the way, Braden Coburn, underrated flyer. Um, I forgot. Kim Janssen played for the Islanders? No. 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 Minnesota Rangers, Islanders. Minnesota, and the and the Flyers. The Flyers, yeah. Um St. Louis and Nashville. Um you could put Sillinger there. It's probably How about Bruno Gervais? Yeah. There's a good Bruno one for Gervais B-Roy. For Flyers Islanders is probably gonna be a good one, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I would uh, put that there. I used Freddie Meyer, which was zero point six. I right. used um, I used Keith Acton, which was zero point four. Yeah, I don't think uh, that guy played for Nashville, Pete. Bruno Gervais is point oh nine percent. Just in case, if you're wondering, and I, I just need to find out who I use right there. Oh, I use Mike York, point five percent. What? Yeah, Mike, Mike York. York. Uh, Zitnik is another guy, Isle Flyers guy. Yeah, then yeah. Not a lot of people are going to remember Zitnik. I, I would use Bruno Gervais. I really right. I think that's going to get you a, a lot of – that's going to get you a good uniqueness score there. Okay. Well. So, fortunately, it's easy to spell Bruno. Good job, Mark. 0.9%, boys. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So that, that's good. Um. St. Louis and Nashville. Um, Terry Terry Yake never played for Nashville, right? Yeah, for Nashville, no, but he played for St. Louis before St. Louis. Anaheim. Yeah. 
Um, um, Sergey Krivokrasov never played for St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our go-to uh, Puck Doku guy. Yeah, I uh, Vitaly Vitaly Yakmanev never played for. I uh, know. Yeah, he played for. He was on Nashville's original roster. He played with LA. Yeah. Before. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks, because uh, I was thinking Vitaly Yurimenev. The uh, that uh, was a Rangers goaltender. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Time. <laughs> Good thing that Mark didn't call him Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I might have somebody for. The um for the Flyers for the playoffs. Played, I used Trent play- Platt, and that was like 0.1%. percent. I I used Dmitry yeah. Yuskevich, which was zero point zero. That's a really good one. That's a real good one, Anthony. Uh, try uh, try Gary Galley. I'm pretty sure Gary Galley made the requirements. All right. Um. Because I had another one. Let me. I'll. I'll go Gary Galley first. Let me try Gary Galley. Um. Puck. Yeah, yeah I was. Did. I was actually. Good. I was gonna say Sean Pondine too. That's funny. Gary, Gary Galley zero point zero percent. Nice. Yeah, so we have to go Gary Galley. <laughs> Fucking a man. By the uh, way, guys, I was ready to use Chris Terrian because Carl Dykhouse. Got me 0.0. Never mind. All right, so just Terrian. Nashville, Nashville and St. Louis. Uh, Nashville, St. Louis player. This is a tough one. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's try to think of just all Jamie Jamie Pusher. No, I don't think he played no. for. I don't think he played for Nashville. No, no he did not. I'm gonna go check those. Uh, uh, Beray is saying Turcotte. I don't. I don't. Did say did Turcotte play? I know Turcotte I, played for Nashville. He played for Nashville. Oshi never played for Nashville. I don't. You know Turcotte. I. I think Turcotte did play for St. Louis. I. I think Turcotte would would actually fit. I'm, I'm checking this now. Felk. He did. He did. He does. He Point is. four. Point for yeah, wow, go yeah. there. Turcot, yeah, baby. Good one of my favorite players. That's a good one. By the way, I watched uh Ranger fans, I watched Boys for Glory this week. So I was putting in some uh footage on Neil Smith. And yeah, they had a lot of the stuff on Derek Turcot. A unique uh, three uniqueness score. Go so it wasn't go as to the good. go to go go yeah. to the view stats. Go to the view stats. Okay. I want to see go go to the Nashville St. Louis one. I just curious to see with some of the guys. I think that was the hardest one to come up with names. Paul Korea. Oh, all right. those are all obvious. Chris Mason, yeah. Zach Sanford, uh, Clifton, Michael Delzato. Oli Okanen. Oli not a lot of people remember. Oh, Michael Delzato. Uh, Michael Delzaster. Michael Delzaster. All right, Marcel Gotch. Uh, Vladimir Orsog. Orsog. Scott Nickel. Vladimir Orsog, former Islander. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Reed Simpson. See, this is where the tough guys. Anthony knows the tough guys better, but also Islander great Dave, Dave Scatcher right there. Steve Dubinsky. Steve Dubinsky. Steve Dubinsky. I remember him with Calgary and Chicago. See, what I'm mildly surprised about is that 
people remember Paul Correa playing on the Blues. But oh, that was story. a pretty big pickup, and he went he went there right after the the lockout ended. Yeah, and Nashville, but Nashville was the the big pickup when he went there. Yeah. So, what's the other one you guys were kind of wondering about? Uh, I I didn't care. I'm actually going to have to get going. I, I I'm going to a friend's house, so. All right. Well, so I, I, will, I will see you guys later. Phil, take it easy. I will actually start doing some of these giveaways right now. Guys, if you haven't gotten in for the Palmieri stuff, make sure that you have these in right now. Once again, guys, thank you very much. Because like I said, we're growing because of you guys. And we love doing this every single Wednesday. I'm editing four to five hours a day. I mean, I could be doing nothing or playing... Uh, finishing Tears of the Kingdom, but instead, this is why we do this. We love to uh, make content for you guys. Think, so, think um, what was his bister actually? Was what uh, B Rye was asking, and uh, let me see if they still have that up there because that would be great. It's still there, okay? Yeah, go to uh, open summary. Okay. Uh, all right. It's not letting me get in there. Is oh, Brad is Bister was two percent. That was what I I had for Brad is Bister. That was it on that one. All right, let's get some of these down. Um, and basically, if you're in this, I'm just gonna make sure I have everybody in here. So, Jeremy, I'm gonna put you in right now as well. And uh, actually, still had. Two more things we had to give away. So, all right, ready to get some merchandise? Let's do this. So, oh, how we doing, Steven? <laughs> that Stanley Cup winner, Michael Delzato. Michael Del Delzato is on the Stanley Cup, and Henrik Lundqvist isn't. There is no justice in the world. So, and yeah, Barrett Jackman was a very, very high uh, name on there. All right, let's get some of these down. Hopefully we get Anthony back in a moment because he had the uh, he had the Igor Sturkin shirt that we're going to be getting rid of. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm also going to be wrapping off one of these. So then I'll get it made up for you. All right, so let's get that shared, the names. I know this is riveting just seeing me by myself right now going through this guys but trust me i am still here all right so anybody if you have if you don't see your name on here please text it or right now uh because that's what i have so far and like i said we got a bunch of good things right here oh yeah danny m saying igor and yeah yeah and well you know i actually am looking dave I'm 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 looking for a different design, a different style, but I did have this one made up. Yes, I am the captain. That's what I get for having one of these. But and if you want me to make up one with Justin on the back, that can happen as well. So uh there we go. There's there's uh there's core saying Palmerier. You're in his core right now, not Ranger Central. This is for you. Also, that way you don't have to worry about people yelling at you for that. 
All right. Yeah, we'll get the BAH jersey out in a moment because I'm going to get that specially made. By the way, anybody, if your name is called, make sure you email at Big Apple Hockey 2021. And all right, let's do these three that are right behind me. And like I said, I got the Igor shirts that are going to be right there. Go check one more time. Anybody? Rob is saying, add me. This is a. Uh... <laughs> yes, see, that. Rangers Central, formerly Core Python, go check out his channel. He had five Rangers to sign on a PTO that was on there. Uh, can we get one that says Justin, one that says Anthony, one that says Troy, uh, and the other one that says Calvin? Yes, well, there definitely should be a Justin one. I should definitely sell a Justin one because I own it. I was thinking a white BAH jersey. You know what? You know what? If you if if you get the jersey, I'll gladly make that up for you. The only thing I always I always ask guys is, um, if you get a hat or anything else, put it on Instagram. So here we go. And if your name is not on the list, make sure you check that once again. Uh, just put that in there. <laughs> An Anthony Lynn jersey. <laughs> Ooh, that is interesting. Thank you, Stephen. See, this is all stuff I could do on 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 fan side or fans idea. I think the website is. So yeah, that looks like a good one. And the great thing is we can move the BAH logo around. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that uh, we end up getting um, uh, tickets to do a tailgate for the outdoor game this year. That's what I'm also open on. Got a lot of ambitious plans this year as well as opening up the new stuff. All right. We're going to go on the first Paul Mary thing right now. Pete, you got it first. So I'm going to pull you out on that one. Uh, yeah, I removed you. I got that. Pete, there you go. Um, so yeah, no, no, David, we're not, we're not going to go through fanatics. Don't worry about that one. I do love that. Um, oh, by the way, David, I, I would love to tell you what I think about Ahsoka, but I have no interest in watching it. Hopefully it's any good. I don't know. So Pete, I'll have to text you about that one. See what you're going to get first choice on that. Fortunately, I do know him. So let's go with the second one. This could be the hat. The All right, there you go. Oh, it's Jason. All right, Jason, here we go. And uh, all these names I'm going to put back in for the Jersey guys. You're all going to be eligible for the jersey and let's do one more and andy you got the last one so all right because uh one thing i was hoping to do today but i wasn't able to to get done I actually do want to order more of these and I can always, I'm going to give one of them away, uh, have a specially made sent out to you. So I'll add everybody in on that. 
uh, as well. So uh, let's go with, um, let's do the Igor jersey. Everybody make sure you text in Igor. I'm pretty sure I'm just adding those names right back on the list. See, it sucks right right here. You have, um, we had, uh, we don't have like um, Wicked who always comments in on us. But this will be for the Igor shirt. Um, I believe we have it in. Uh, <laughs> awesome, Pete. <laughs> as, as I already see you on there. Um, we have it in. Uh, I just got to go back for a second because we have the shirts. We have to delay it next week. Um. Yeah, I have this in a one extra large and one large. We, there are a medium and a small. Uh, or sorry, there's two extra larges, two mediums, two smalls. So uh, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing more of these shirts giveaways because you know, like that Mika Zabanajad shirt uh, that was there. But we're gonna do we're gonna do the the Igor one right now. So let's get everybody in for Igor. If you have if you can't see your name on there. Everybody make sure David's on there. Maddie B's on. Yeah. See, now we're talking, guys. Now we got everybody in. So uh is I got Danny that's still right there. I write not still not, not on there. So I'll get you on there right now, Dave. So I'll try to make it so that way it's not you guys watching me type things. Um Jeremy should still be on there. That's a good try, Dave. Scarecrow the fourth. Hey, Scarecrow, how's it been? Because, guys, again, we love doing these because, after all, you know, you're the reason why we do it. You're the reason why we do it. And uh, we're growing. Hell, we got Neil Smith on the on the podcast last, last week. I am so happy about that. Can't say enough. Maddie B, I got to add you on there. Craig, I got you on. That is also nice. <laughs> well, the bonus round would be would be pretty good. Davey, and Davey, I'll make sure if, if you do win, because I know the last time you won something, it didn't get out to you quickly. Uh... All right, and is there anybody I am forgetting? See, you know something? I want to say I'd, I would love to do a Big Apple Hockey tournament, but I haven't played EA in years. Uh, that's been that's been one of those things that's been killing me. I got I gotta actually do it just because I got to do a review of it uh, for eventually for us for the channel. All right, everybody, see their names on there. Because let's do this. Will be the Igor Sesterkin shirts. We're gonna only do one of them. Ah, uh, all right. That <laughs> that was a little bit random, Pete. But you got two of them now, so. All right, uh, I got I got to pull you. Uh, you know what? Hey, Pete, let me do somebody else for that one. 
All right. I'll put you back on for the other shirts. We'll make five. Or we'll do like three. All right. Craig, let's do let's do you. Stop. Craig, you got the shirt. So I'm going to put you guys back on again, um, Pete and you. Because uh, I want to do the jersey with you guys. And... I guess we'll do, we'll, we could always just do these, like I said, the gray ones. Okay, so Craig and Pete, you're our two winners right now, as well as uh, we had everybody else I'll just look up. <laughs> All right. All right, this is going to be, we're going to do three of these. They're going to be for this style of shirt in the charcoal gray, and I'll make sure it's to whatever size you might need. So if you guys, if you need a double X, don't worry. We'll get you one of these. All right. Nice. All right, Jeremy, you're our first one of these. Make sure you email me your address. See, this is why I don't want to fix it or rig it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Pete. Thanks. See, that's why we never did fire Bettman. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How's it going? Uh, if you want to get on the giveaway, make sure you, you say that right there. All right. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll I'll add him in there. It's uh, I'll get to get him on the next one. So here we go, guys. Here's another one. Okay, I gotta re I gotta do this again, guys. You're killing me. <laughs> Let me do the jersey all over again. Oh, jeez. Let's try this one again. Let's go. Because after all, to be fair, all right, Andy, here you go. You got one. You're gonna get one of these. I'll get a custom made up and sent out to you. And let's do one more. We got the three of these. Rob G, there you go. Rob, you didn't win the other one, right? All right, good. All right. Like I said, I'll get that made up. All right. For you guys, now let's do the jersey. If you guys have any um, any uh, comments or anything, Jeremy is not on there for the jersey. Uh, I do have Craig. Okay, so. Let's copy those. Let's get it over here. Okay. Let me check the let me check the names. BH jersey. Yeah, we're gonna be getting that in there. DP, I hope. Uh, yeah, I would love to get uh a leech. Yeah, Andy, you got one of these. Big Apple hockey shirts. The only question, by the way, let me ask you on this. Um, do you think, do you think it should say big apple hockey on the, the top or if it should say it on the bottom, but yeah, John, you know, I got you on there and you know, I think, I think Andy's wife might be cooler. Maybe she deserves the, the shirt in the end. All right. <laughs> he man, Reggie Leach. I would love to get Reggie Leach on. I always say to you guys, the best guest is always the next one. 
So, all right, it's eight o'clock. I gotta get this uh, in real quick. Uh oh, DP, uh, he he better not win. <laughs> all right, if he all right, if Pete wins, I'm doing two rolls. Okay, so <laughs> Vladimir Vorobiev card. <laughs> All right, then I might add the BAH on the helmet. So I might do that. I mean, I love this one. So I'll get some of these. I'll start getting these made up and getting them out to you as soon as possible. Uh, after all, we got this. I love these these hats. They're fantastic. Great for the golf course that I'll be wearing tomorrow with uh, a couple of my friends. All right. Everybody got their everybody that's in, they got their name on there. We got 30 of you in the chat and still can't believe 30 people in the chat and yet nobody has uh has been able to uh or we only have I think like 25 17 names. This is all subscribers everybody. You got to make sure you do this. All right, let's go this. This will be for the jersey. And I'll have that made up and I will also take suggestions on how to personalize it. John D. Lee. Woo! All right. Awesome. John, actually, you, you messaged the Instagram, so I will make sure I just get you right now. So there you go. Big Apple Hockey on, on there. And I'll make sure it's so good. I only have to, I only have to spend on one jersey. Because, guys, the reason why we do this, keep spreading the word about us. Keep getting our names out there because we want to be your favorite hockey channel. And it's just, it's just what, uh, it would, that's what we always want to do. But yes, uh, hopefully Steven, hopefully I'll get to see. You. I, I, I think you're going to be in Boston in a few weeks. Uh, and don't worry guys, we'll do more giveaways throughout the year. We still got those. We still got more shirts to give away soon enough. And, uh, so yeah, so John, you are the hockey Jersey. I will message you. I have you on Instagram. So that, all right. Well, you also know where I'm going to be most of the time. And, and you know what, Steven, maybe if I'm lucky enough, then you get to meet, um, my hopefully potential, Potential. Oh, my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would. Uh, I. I'd love to make an announcement soon enough, guys. Because after all, as, as as Silent Bob said in Clerks, there's a million fine women in the world. Not all of them make lasagna for you, and that's where I'm going to be going in about a few minutes to go have lasagna with the lovely Miss Maria Cosenza. So, yeah, Mike. Hockey season is awesome. Can't wait to get there. Yeah, email Jason. Email me, and um, I'll get there. I didn't specify which one was which, so I'll let Pete make the first choice on which one on there. No, no fortunately, it is Maria, so that's, that's it. And Danny, I thank you very much. Everybody, thank you, because uh, let's get the song and play it on out. If your name was drawn, make sure you have the information uh, sent out to me on the Big Apple Hockey um, on the Big Apple Hockey email. But of course, and me every single week, my cousin Phil Antonucci plays this out.
will bye bye. So again, we we got a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, Neil Smith, and I'm trying to get as many tickets as possible and uh, trying to get make an event out of it to go see the Islander Ranger outdoor game. And after all, I got a friend of mine who's a Jet season ticket holder, so hopefully that also helps. But it's um that's that's one of those things. I have to go on the road in in a matter of a month. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always going to lasagna. That's what the great part is. John, thank you very much. And Mike, yes, let's go Rangers. Uh Pete needs to hit a, up a casino. Pete, you should. You were you were on a roll right there. Um, she actually, Davy, great story about how we met. Uh, she came to my bar one night with a friend of hers, had a drink, and it was early. She talked about that she went to a Ranger game, and it happened to be the Chris Crowder one nothing overtime win. And uh, I just walked over and said, "Oh, you're a Ranger fan? Okay." This is my podcast that I do. I handed her one of these stickers, Big Apple Hockey, and um, and then she. Uh, by the way, all all the winners are getting some stickers in there too because I'm going to be sending them out to you. Uh, but then uh, we exchanged numbers. A couple months later, she came back in. We hit it off in a great conversation, and that's been it. So just keep on going. And yes. Caniacs, we need more of you. Oh, that's awesome, Davey. I can't wait to send it out to you. Can't wait. I'll try to get it out as soon as possible. Especially, uh, I think it was this style shirt that I had for you. So, we'll get that. All right. <laughs> Greg, I know, you, and I know you were up there, too. You were one of the first ones. So, guys, thank you very much. And, again, thank everybody. Because, again, this is why we do this. And we're growing every single day. We're going to be doing a lot more. And hopefully this will be a yearly tradition, especially in the summer. Do a little thank you. Thank all you guys for doing this because that's that's why we do this. I mean, expansion hopefully is in the cards and on the way. So, guys, thank you very much. And we'll see you later.